Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our and from our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Reformation Day. I love hearing the singing. I love having the folks in the red. I love it all. I just I get a little nervous, believe it or not, about what exactly do I say on Reformation Day. Um, Do I go through a history of the Lutheran Church? Do I go through a history of the church as it is in entirety, you know? So do I look at, well, I mean, do I look at the hymns? Do I look at, I don't know. (laughs) What do I look at? Well, thankfully, we do have God's word to go off of. And I was going through these passages, which are just rich and just wonderful, full of God's truth and his grace. But there's more than that, too. I was thinking about what I should preach on, and I think that it would help us to recognize from the first hymn the truth that is espoused in that hymn, uh, that they say Luther wrote it based on Psalm 46, which was our psalm for today. God is our, God is our, our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And yet you get further on in the hymn, and you get these interesting phrases about devils, and they're all surrounding us, but they can't harm us that Satan can't do anything but look at us and scowl, and that one little word can fell him. I want to focus on what that word might be. There are some speculations as to what the word is, right? When Luther wrote, uh, wrote um, when, Ru- when Luther wrote A Mighty Fortress, um, there were some indications, and I know this because I just recently got the companion to the hymns, so I get some nice insight here. There are two ideas that they say he says that this one word is. The one word that he says at one point in time is Jesus Christ spoken in faith, that Satan cannot harm us when we speak Christ's name in faith. And the other word, the other possibility of that word is to call the devil what he is. He's a liar. When he accuses you, he slanders you, he speaks all manner of falsehoods against you for the Christ's sake, you tell him you're a liar. And as James says, that when we we resist the devil, he will flee from us. But I have a third option of what that word might be. The one word that can fell Satan. A professor of mine at the seminary once posited that the one word that fells Satan is the word is. Now, for some background here. Lutherans are unique. Um, And and I'm not just saying that because I am one. We are unique in the sense that we don't fit neatly into certain camps, I guess, of 
Christianity, Roman Catholic, Protestants, things like that, right? We are, in some sense, a class unto ourselves um, because of really what we do with God's word and how staunchly we hold to it on every little thing, every tiny little bit. And where scripture speaks, we proclaim it loudly, and when it is silent, we remain silent. And we like to hold ourselves to the standard, right? I mean, it is God's word, and that's the thing. We have differences with other Christians, and I'm not going to harp too much on it, but there was this one time when, and I will go into some history here, Luther, at one point in time, in the changes that he wanted to make in the church, was garnering a lot of attention from certain people. And there was one person in particular, and his name was Zwingli. And Zwingli was a part of uh, um, a certain group um, that were uh, Swiss, uh, Swiss, you know, Swiss Christians. And he was a rising leader in that movement, and they met together, Zwingli and Luther, and they had a conversation. And they had people with them at the same time, too, and they're talking about what they believe. And they go into all these different things about well, what do you think about Jesus? What do you think about the Trinity? You know, we're just kind of finding out where we all stand, you know, according to God's word. Can we unite and say, we can do this together? And then there was one part where, when it came to things like Holy Communion, there was a division. Zwingli was saying that the bread and the wine represents it is a, a, it is a symbol of the body and blood of Christ to which Luther at first politely responded and kept saying, well, Christ says that it is. It is the cup. It is my body, right? It is the cup of my blood in the New Testament. It is my body. And they would say, okay, okay, okay. And they would go back, and then they would try to word it a different way. And it got to be the point where, and this is just the one thing you love about Luther. I mean, regardless of how you see him, he was staunch. And at one point in time, he got so tired of having to say the word is, he wrote it on the table. East, 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 right? To the point where when they kept saying it represents, he kept saying, he kept just tapping the table. He was staunch. And he had his battles to fight. That was his particular battle to fight. That's still kind of a discussion we should have. What does Christ mean in these things that he says with the body and blood? What is it that he says about holy baptism? What is it that the word of God says all these things do for us by the power of God and the Holy Spirit? We can have these conversations and we should. We should. But Reformation Day is not a day where we reminisce about the old days of Martin Luther as if everything is done, as if there's no work left to be done. The Reformation happened, it's over, we're Lutherans, they're Roman Catholics, they're Protestants, whatever. It's done, it's over. We're celebrating that. No. No. I think... 
the little word that can fell Satan really can be the word is. Consider our time and our place. We like to look and see what Martin, what Martin Luther and the, 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 excuse me, the, the reformers were battling. We like to go back and say, what did they struggle against? But we cannot look past our own struggles. We cannot turn a blind eye to the horrible things that are happening in this world. We cannot simply sit back, come to church, wear our red, which is a beautiful color, and then come afterwards and have, you know, bratwurst and beer and say everything is fine. On some level, we can say that everything is fine. Christ has conquered sin and death and Satan himself, and yet there are people languishing out there, and they don't even know it. They're battling that very word. Whether or not is means is. You'll probably remember that was a famous quote from our former president. It all depends on what the meaning of is is. It is so deeply ingrained into our culture, into our world, to be like Pontius Pilate asking what is truth? That for us to sit back and just say, well, everything's done. You know, all we have to do is just come to church and make things nice and Everything's just fine. Again, everything is fine for those who are in Christ. But for those who are not in Christ, those who have never heard his name, hear his name and shun it, despise it. Those who have heard his name and despise his word by simply not showing up anymore to church. Those are the ones that we have to engage. This world is teetering on whether or not truth is truth. We, as Christians, know the truth. And the truth will set us free. It already has, in all honesty. The truth already has set us free. Christ tells the Jews that that believe in him, if you abide in my word, you, are, you truly are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How often do we want to share God's truth with people? And that may be a tough question to ask for some people. Not a lot of people, I think, want to most of the time. It is interesting, though, that whenever you talk to people about spreading the word, most of the time people want to say, we got to spread the gospel. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. That is true. St. Paul even says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of salvation for all who believe it. But no one is going to care about the gospel if they don't even know what a man is. Nobody's going to care about the gospel and whether or not Jesus Christ became flesh if they don't even know what their flesh is. Nobody's going to care that Jesus Christ came as a baby if they don't know that abortion is murder. We have a fight on our hands. We have a battle, a defensive battle. We defend things. We do not go out and seek the battle to be fought. Satan comes to us. 
And we sometimes are too busy fighting the battle on whether or not Jesus Christ died for your sins. That is a battle to be had. We have firm guards against that and about who the Holy Spirit is. But where people are attacking, where Satan is attacking, is the first article of the creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of, creator of heaven and earth, right? People don't believe that God has created their bodies. You have people who will say, I'm a man in a woman's body. I'm a woman in a man's body, and that must come out because my mind is the reality and my flesh has no significance whatsoever, has no sway over me. I was born a man, but I'm really a woman. And sometimes we can feel helpless. Sometimes we just don't know what to say. Sometimes we don't want to seem judgmental. We don't want to turn people off. And yet, Christ says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. People are in bondage to their own minds, to their own sin, to their own passions and lusts and desires, and we cannot sit back when freedom in Christ is at stake. We cannot sit back and simply say, you do you. Well, that's just your opinion. Well, I don't really think I should say anything. I don't want to turn them off to Jesus. <laughs> it's interesting because Jesus himself isn't that shy. The truth matters, y'all. The truth of Christ certainly matters, but so much so does the fact that Christ is the Word made flesh, and that Word is what brought creation into being. He was there at the beginning. The Word that said, let there be light, is Him. He is there at the beginning. He sees all things. He knows all things. And he will set us free. And yet when we say this to people, they might have that response the Jews had in John chapter 8, where they say, we have never been enslaved to anyone. This is America, y'all. There's no slavery here anymore. And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you that everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. I mean, he could have gone on and said, by the way, do y'all not remember Deuteronomy? Do you not remember Exodus? Do you not remember the Psalms that say, remember, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt? How quickly we forget. How quickly we forget that we are truly slaves to sin when we commit sin. And the closer that we pursue that sin, the more we are in bondage to it. Our sinful flesh, the world, and Satan, the unholy trinity, are always on us. They are always haranguing us, especially as Christians. And we must be diligent, not on our own strength, not according to our own abilities, but according to God's grace, according to his word that says, the blood of Christ was shed for you. 
that Christ came as a man to live the perfect life that you cannot and will not live so that he would take the punishment that you deserve so that you would live forever. St. Paul says that this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Our Lord is gracious and he is merciful, abounding in steadfast love. And we do not deserve the grace that he gives us. And yet he gives it to us freely. Our battle is for truth itself. On this, on this Reformation Day, let us be reformed according to the word of God. That we can speak the word of Jesus in faith, calling Satan the liar that he is, knowing that he will flee from us, but when he comes back, not being ashamed to say what is, is. God is the creator. God the Son is your Savior. God the Holy Spirit is the one who makes you holy according to his word. We have our battles to fight. And that's something we can join with others on, is the truth of Christ. So as we go forward here, let us remember that Jesus is the word made flesh, He is the word that spoke the world to being. He is the one who gives you the truth of salvation. And he is the one who will keep you to the last day, trusting in him so that you would be granted that beautiful crown of life. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.